Every week, the Orange Fizz team breaks down the five most pressing questions about Syracuse athletics. Holy cow, what a big-time defensive play! No holds barred. I paid the fool. It's the Fizz Five. Five! All right, let's get things started here on the Orange Fizz Instant Reaction Twitter space. This is Carter Bainbridge, one of the Orange Fizz staff writers. And we have a result fresh off the presses from Tallahassee. The Orange went down to a warmer climate and started pretty cold in this game, but eventually came around in the second half to beat Florida State 76-67. to The second straight road win for Syracuse on the season, of course, B.C., Earlier uh, on was the first in that streak, and Syracuse on the season improves its record, obviously, with the victory to 15-10, and 8-6 and six in conference, and now gets back up above 500 on the road, up to 5-4 and four away from the JMA Dome. Again, 76-67, to 67, your final, but a little bit misleading. Syracuse had a dreadful first half in this game, and then pulled away from a Florida State team that has some problems in the second half. The main takeaway for me in this game is that this is a win that Syracuse had to have, not because it really helps SU possibly get into the NCAA tournament. I think that ship has probably sailed by now, but because it helps Syracuse stay in position for a bye in the ACC tournament. If the season were to end today, even before the Florida State game, SU would be the nine seed out of the 15 in the tournament. And that is good enough for a single bye. Even though you're not even in the upper half of the conference out of 15 teams, you wouldn't be down there, Syracuse wouldn't, with uh, Georgia Tech and Louisville and, and some of the other teams that have really struggled this season in conference. So that could mean the difference between Syracuse moving further along this postseason than it did last year when it got to the second game of the ACC tournament and lost to Duke. But we'll have to wait and see what happens because there are still six regular season games left for Syracuse after today. NC State, Duke at Clemson, at Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech, and Wake Forest round out your regular season slate. But just going back to this game today, the 76-67 victory over Florida State, the first and only time that Syracuse plays the Seminoles this season. For me, one thing that I was thinking about as I watched this game was that Syracuse is not going to go any further than it did last year if it keeps playing such bad first halves. Hughes trailed by six in this one at the half, trailed by as many as eight in the first half, and just played all around awful ball in the first 20 minutes. No offense, no player looked in sync on offense. No one was scoring. No one was hitting shots, tough shots for that matter. The transition defense was very weak to to start in this game for Syracuse. Florida State got some chances on the other end and capitalized just because the Orange couldn't get back far enough. And uh, Syracuse didn't get anything from its important players for the first 20 minutes, just inexplicably. Joe Girard had a pretty good game. Today, and we'll talk more about him later, but he didn't get off to a roaring start in this game. Neither did Judah Mintz. Jesse Edwards missed three of his first four shots, and that kind of set the tone for his first half. He was operating from the block and just couldn't hit anything. 
So there's your big problem. No matter how far you expect Syracuse to get this season, again, that problem reared its head today in Tallahassee against a bad Florida State team. Objectively, the Seminoles are poor. They are a dismal squad. 8-17 and 17 now on the year, 6-8 and eight in the ACC. So FSU started the season worse in non-conference than it has played in, the, in conference. But Syracuse, coming off a hot win over BC, should have started better today than it did. And that concerns me because there's no easy fix for that. It's about preparation and it's mental getting off to a good start. It's about being ready to play. As cliche as that sounds and as vague as that sounds, it's discouraging, though, when not only your freshmen on the team start slow, we all know this is a young team, but your seniors who have been there and done that do the exact same thing. So if you have your leaders on the team, like Joe Girard, Jesse Edwards, even Judah Mintz, I think even though he's a freshman, you could consider him a leader on this team. When those guys start poorly, it sets the tone for everyone else. If you're Chris Bell or Malik Brown, and you see that the three guys who are leading your team are off to glacially cold starts, that can't help your mental game. That can't help how you play because you're on the court with them. And if they're not doing anything right, it can only hurt you. And Syracuse looked like a team that was hurting itself and hurting one another in the first half. Went into the breakdown 35 to 29. And I get that it's on the road, but it's also against a team that on paper is not your equal. So my main question here is what's Jim Beheim's solution for this? Because it's been going on for most of the year. And if you're a cynic, you might think, well, it's obvious at this point that he has no solution, because if he did, it would be fixed by now. I don't really subscribe to that line of thinking. I think that there is something that could be done to help the problem. But I think right now there is no more pressing question that Jim Beheim should be getting than the one to be asked about the team's slow starts. I know it's not the greatest time in the world to ask Jim Beheim a question in a press conference. We've written a lot about that on the Fizz. But if you sift through the weeds that everybody's talking about with, oh, what's Steve Forbes saying and what's Pittsburgh saying about that column that went up on ESPN a couple days ago, the important question that Jim Beheim will have to answer about his team and that I think he would try to answer is why the Orange keeps starting so badly. Because good teams don't do that. Syracuse has a winning record. It's now five games over 500. Whether or not they've impressed you on the way to 15 and 10 is a different matter. But the team is winning games. And it's won games that it started slowly. Syracuse didn't start terrifically at Boston College. Even going back to uh, the end of the calendar year in 2022. It had some games where it didn't start very well and ended up either coming back and making it close at the end or even coming back to win. Louisville comes to mind. Pittsburgh back in December comes to mind. Non-conference teams like Georgetown, even Oakland, the first Notre Dame game. I mean, we're going way back in the season. But that's just to, to drive home the point that this has been going on for a long time. No matter what Syracuse does this season, whether that's make a little bit of a run in the ACC tournament or sneak its way into the NIT or pull a Virginia Tech from last year and win the whole thing somehow, it has to get off to better starts for this season and then also for the sake of the freshmen who are coming back next season. You don't want that to become some kind of theme that, that uh, 
persists from year to year because given his recent comments, Jim Beheim has said that he's coming back next year. And if this is a problem now, then it has to be fixed because you don't want it to be a problem next year. All right, we're moving right along on the Orange Fizz post-game instant reaction Twitter space. Syracuse just beat Florida State 60 or 76 to 67, rather. This is Carter Bainbridge here on the space. And uh, for anybody in here, feel free to speak up. We'll hand you the mic for a little bit and we can talk a little bit about tonight's game and talk a little orange hoop. So if you have anything on your mind, feel free to speak up and share your opinion. We're happy to give you the floor. But moving on for the topics of discussion for tonight, another thing that came to mind for me past the slow starts and the, the, the bothersome nature of those is that Syracuse can win any game it plays, slow start or not, if Joe Girard plays as well as he did tonight. That's a pretty bold statement, but then again, Joe Girard played a magnificent game. He had 26 points on 9 of 16 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3-point range, and he also hauled down 7 rebounds, which is a high number for him, high number for any guard in this Syracuse team. So he got the points, he hit the shots, he was efficient, he was efficient from range, and he played a little defense, which even when Gerard has gone well, he's sometimes gotten some barbs for not being that involved on defense, but he did just about everything today. He was really impressive, and I don't want that to be lost in the rest of this game with Syracuse starting so badly, and then everyone kind of popped off in the second half from Jesse to Chris Bell, who finished with... uh, 14 points, I think it was. Now that I look at it, he had, no, 10, excuse me. Judamins had 16. Edwards had 18. So you've got four guys in double figures, but Joe Girard's leading the pack. And Syracuse needed all those points. The Orange Hot scored the Seminoles 47 to 32 in the second half, and Joe Girard did plenty of work in the final 20 minutes. He's only had three games this season where he has scored more than 26 points. He had 28 against Georgia Tech and again against Louisville. His season high is 31 back when Syracuse played Richmond early on in the year. But this is a really encouraging game and sign for a guy who's been up and down over his entire SU career. I mean, it's hard to believe this is Gerard's fourth season. feels like it's gone by in a blink. But he's been up and down not just this year, but his whole career. And this was maybe the best ball that he's played the whole year. Maybe the best ball he's ever played in an orange uniform. I know that's a bold statement, but you're looking at one of the best games in the guy's best season, his senior season, where he's setting career highs and field goals made, where he came into the season expected to score 20 a game, and he's not quite there, but he's still close. He's had some very good performances, but this one might have been his best. And for a Syracuse team that needs to play some good ball down the stretch to maybe shuffle its way into the NIT or keep its head afloat in the ACC tournament, these are the games you need. And these are the games you need from your leaders. Joe Girard is a leader on this team. He's your scorer. He's your shooting guard. Uh, You need these types of games from him. And Syracuse got down in this game, didn't start very well. They needed someone to deliver, and Joe Girard really fit that bill. So tip your cap to Joe Girard tonight because he stepped up and put on a show in front of what what was a very thin FSU crowd. But everybody watching 
in Syracuse or listening at home to one of the radio broadcasts, they for sure had to recognize, no matter what they think of Gerard, that this was maybe his magnum opus in an orange uniform. Anyway, wrapping up here on the Syracuse and Florida State Instant Reactions Twitter space, this is Carter Bainbridge. And just some final thoughts to uh, share as we close this thing out here on February 8th. Syracuse with six regular season games remaining and now at 15-10 and 10 on the year with that victory over FSU tonight. But to me, this is the final line of thinking that I'll, that I'll share for this. It is clear now that this is an SU team that is only making the NCAA tournament if it wins the ACC tournament. I think we're all, if we're honest with ourselves, we can make that assessment. SU has had its chances to beat the good teams it needs to get into the tournament and has failed almost every single time. And now the result of that is that SU is in no position to make the NCAA tournament. But could it make the NIT? We'll see. I think we'll see about that. But SU season isn't over simply because it won tonight. If Syracuse had lost tonight in Tallahassee, you could wrap it up and put a bow on it and ship it off into the sea. This would have been the end of the season. No NIT, no tournament, no nothing. So Syracuse got the game it had, a winnable game against a bad team on the road. It's easier said than done, especially against the Leonard Hamilton coach team. But SU got it. They got the win today, 76-67 over Florida State. And that is just enough, I think, to keep Syracuse's head above water as it tromps down the stretch towards the NIT. It had to have this one in Tallahassee and got it. Syracuse did. So that's what I'll leave you with here on the Syracuse Florida State Instant Reaction Twitter space. Appreciate everybody who tuned in and be sure to follow along on theorangefizz.com for our coverage down the home stretch of Syracuse men's basketball's 2022-23 season. Only six regular season games left, four of at home and two on the road before we get to the ACC tournament. And we have Fizz coverage for each and every one of those. So be sure to tune in to the site, not only for our post-game coverage on Twitter and our articles, but to read on through the week for Fizz Radio and our daily Syracuse content. But for now, this has been Carter Bainbridge for TheOrangeFizz.com on our Instant Reaction Twitter space. We'll see you next time. And that's your Fizz 5. Listen next week. Subscribe, rate, and review. This has been an Orange Fizz production.